And a welcome in and a happy new year to you. Well, it's Justin Barkley back in for back today. Lots to cover. The news doesn't stop, even though, hey, you know, it kind of feels like a vacation time of year. In fact, there's a lot new information from the CDC. We have a doctor who is going to blow the whistle on some things happening in hospitals here. You're definitely going to want to hear about. Plus, we're following the latest in the Colorado wildfires and, of course, uh, anything and everything else, including the let's go Brandon phrase. They really want to go away. The reason why it's not going to happen anytime soon, you're going to hear about coming up after this. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the GenuCell Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BECK35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is BECK35. Welcome in, folks. Barkley in for Beck again. Justin Barkley from WOOD in Grand Rapids, a Beck affiliate. Of course, it is an honor and a privilege to be here again with you today. You can find me on all the social media places, almost all of them, I think, anyway, at Mr. Justin Barkley and JustinBarkley.com. Lots to, uh, lots to get to you thinking. Normally, we would even be able to have sort of a nice, happy, calm, relaxing holiday and that's not necessarily the case this year. But there's some good news, too. Uh, even though it's like drinking from the fire hose, I often say. There are some good things happening. I'm going to run down a few of those things. And then some also lots of things that are still making you scratch your head, especially on, on the COVID front. Like, is it crumbling? Is COVID crumbling? That, that, that's a serious question I asked the other day. And, and the reason I asked that is, unfortunately, if you heard yesterday's show, uh, you know that there is far too often politics at play and everything, but especially this. And in, and in needlessly, it's costing people their lives. We talked with somebody yesterday, and I, I, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, go back, glennbeck.com, listen to Hour 2, the story from Julie, and how she lost her daughter, that mom of seven pregnant with that seventh child what the doctors had to do and what i guess they didn't do or did that ended up to the to the unfortunate situation that that family has lost their mother i can't even imagine how do we get to that point coming up a doctor who's blowing the whistle on some things that are happening inside now you know we've been told 
when it comes to all things hospitals and COVID, etc. We're supposed to follow the science, the data. Supposed to trust the doctors, especially the ones in the white coats. This man is a doctor, so you'll be able to hear the story. And I, I've got some questions, plus I think you may have some for him, too. We'll get into that. But the politics of all of this may be the reason why COVID is actually crumbling. The CDC has had to come out in the last week and, of course, issue their new guidelines. How about this for a rundown of what happened over the last week alone? CNN's come out and said, cloth masks don't work. Now, you I, you may or may not have heard this clip, but it's real. It's from CNN. One of the talking heads, Dr. Lena Wynn. Now, some might argue about her credentials, especially prior to this and whether she should have been giving advice at all. But after, after she has, and been on CNN... Over and over and over again, dishing it out. I think it's only fair to listen to her latest where she said, look, those cloth masks, the same one that you're being made to to wear, and maybe the kids being made to wear in certain places and certain occasions, those same cloth masks, they just don't get it done. They don't do the job. Now, she'll argue you probably need to wear, like, an N95 or some sort of space suit altogether. That's, that's probably what she would argue that you, you need to, to do if you want to be fully protected, 100%. And really, the question is, can you ever be, can you ever be 100% protected at all times from anything? You know, I think that's part of the issue that we face a lot of times these days. No one wants to admit that it's just not possible. You can't be 100% protected. And I, I'll tell you darn sure this. The government can't protect you 100% from everything. It's just impossible. But there are many that, uh, that hang on to that notion. It's like their faith or their lifeline. And, of course, it's their religion. A lot of this is baked into scientism. And, of course, the politicization of all of it. So now all of a sudden she's come out and saying cloth masks don't work. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either mm. because we're dealing with something that's airborne. Here's the deal. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big deal in fact. What she said, I think a big deal. Because CNN has now admitted it, and, and, and even in here in Michigan where we have, the governor's done something really interesting. Again, it's all about politics. But she was shutting down stores and telling you what you could buy and what you couldn't buy. And when the kids finally did get to come back to school, they had to wear these masks. And we didn't care whether cloth masks or whether it was, you know, uh, uh, the three-ply three thing that they've got out there, or, or an N95, or whether you're not, you just put, you know, some Halloween mask up to their face. They just, they just wanted you to comply. Just do something. Just comply. And the kids actually still have to do that in, in some of these places. Uh, the governor stayed out of it this school year. She said, no, I'm not going to get into it. Last year, she was into it. Her and her health department, they were into everything. This year, because she's got to run for re-election in 22, she stayed out of everything. But I thought it was about the science and the data, Governor. 
She's got an election to win. And these policies are very, very unpopular. And so instead, what they did is they worked behind the scenes to deal with schools and, of course, county health departments to ask them to mandate masks. To tell the legislation, which is Republican-led at this point, who knows what happens next year, stepped in and passed some sort of bill that had basically the funding tied to the fact that you couldn't have any of these crazy mask orders or emergency type things in place when it comes to these health departments. Virtually all of the health departments in the state, except for four, dropped them. Why did those four not drop them? One, including the county that I'm in. Well, it was because the governor stepped up and said, I will still make sure that your health departments get funded if you follow my policies. She went around them. And so she's still pulling the strings and calling the shots from the back. And now, uh, as the those orders are about to expire, in fact, many of them do at midnight tonight, some of these schools now are stepping up and saying, we're going we're gonna to keep the masks on the kids. Now, we know the masks don't work, and when I say don't work, they're not 100% effective, nothing is. Some might argue, maybe they add a little bit of protection. But I guess really the question is, the risk of what it means psychologically, physically, you know, emotionally, mentally, all the all of it, to, to mask these kids. And the parents, are they allowed to make those decisions? And who gets to make the decisions? Are the parents that are, are living in fear? Freaking out constantly about whether or not uh, the kids are going to catch something? Are they the ones that should be making those decisions for other kids? Or should you just say, look, we're going to let each parent make each decision on their own. See, this seems rational to me. But as you know, and I do, too, 2020 and 21, I mean, hopefully things change in this next year. Well, I think that's wishful thinking. I think we're on track for very much the same a lot of it anyway, although people are waking up in a lot of ways. But why not let every parent make their own decision for each child? I don't want to make decisions for your kid. That doesn't seem right. So now schools, superintendents, they've been co-opted by all this mess. And of course, we're seeing surge in case numbers, etc. And we'll try and dig between some of the lines on these things, especially when it comes to the hospital numbers. I'm getting... Just incredible information in from people. Uh, I guess they figure that this stuff is not going to leak out, and even if it does, it won't be picked up by the local news or the nightly uh, Lester Holt and those folks. But it is making the truth is making it the way its way out right now. So kids are back in masks, even though apparently they don't work. Cloth masks are not appropriate for mm-hmm. this pandemic. It was It's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not uh, appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either, because we're dealing with something that's airborne. Okay, so we've got CNN admitting that. We've got the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, coming out and saying PCR tests are unreliable, basically. In fact, at the end of your quarantine, you don't have to test again because they admit you could test positive for 12 weeks. In other words, you could not have it. You could be fully recovered. You, it's a possibility. You could have even had it and didn't know about it because you were asymptomatic. 
Remember how afraid we had to be of people who were asymptomatic during the, uh, the the beginning of this, much of the first year? Asymptomatic spread is that. What does that mean? It means people that are healthy, people that never got sick. Be afraid of people who are healthy? And now they're admitting it. Hey, the list goes on and on. In fact, Fauci is now speaking out and saying things that will make you scratch your head. The high priest of health? Mr. Booster himself. He's saying some things that could be problematic. <laughs> Flip-flop Fauci back at it again. I'm going to give you some of those things coming up in a second. I got video and audio that I want to make sure that I play for you so you uh, you stay informed. But coming up, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to a doctor who is blowing the whistle on what is happening in hospitals. Plus, he'll have some great advice from you. Remember, we're supposed to follow the science. We're supposed to listen to the doctors. Well, why aren't we? We'll do that coming up. Barkley and for Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. Back after this. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back All right, Barkley and for Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. Yes, it, it does seem that piece by piece, in some ways, COVID is crumbling. Now, that's crazy for you to say that, Justin. I can't believe it. How could you possibly say that when, well, the U.S. just hit a record high in hospitalizations, deaths remaining comparatively low? Again, let me say that again. Cases just hit a record high cases the good news hospital hospitalizations and deaths remain comparatively low it's very important that you get the entire headline and in fact you get the context of the full picture so that you can understand the story and a lot of times in today's clickbait world you just click 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 and that's what these news organizations are looking for but i get it Got a business to run. But at the same time, we have a responsibility to make sure that we give people all of the information. That's why I love the blaze. They're giving it to you. The truth. One of the few places you can trust. Although I will tell you, it's getting easier by the day to tell who those people are. They just stand out. And yes, hospitalizations and deaths remain comparatively low. The cases are higher than they have ever been. And they 
They have been monkeying around with all these numbers and figures, and now we know it's all political. In fact, it's always been political. They just did a maybe a better job of hiding it. Here's Fauci talking about why, in fact, they moved the CDC guidelines the other day back to five days instead of ten for their quarantine. In fact, this is a question in some places like Michigan where our Department of Health and Human Services has said, well, we're going to we're going to wait on that. We we are going to we're going to follow our own right now. We're going to wait on that. Maybe we'll follow theirs a little later on down the road. So they're not even going along with it yet here. That's one of the problems I think the politics of all of this. It, it, they're going to see you're going to constantly see people who are wait a minute. You told us to panic. I we I, we're still in panic mode. We're not out of panic mode yet. But here's Fauci explaining it as the, only the good doctor can. The purpose of it was is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could uh-huh. have a major negative impact uh-huh. on our ability to keep society running. Now, look, I give, throw him a bone. I'll throw him a little bone. This Omicron, or as I like to call it, the Comicron variant, this Comicron variant is, um, it, it, is more, it is more infectious. It's more transmissible. But the data we got coming out, I, I think it's, it's very encouraging. The data coming out of places like South Africa suggests that, uh, you know, hey, it, it, might, it might be more transmittable, but at the same time, it, it's not as deadly. And the symptoms are much milder. In fact, they have compared it to a, to a cold in a lot of ways. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. Now, wait a minute. What has changed? Now, I know the comic, like I said, the Comicron, we do need to take that into account. But what has changed, really? What has really changed? Well, something major. Yeah, the, the new variant and the way it does affect. But you just, we still got that Delta out there, people. What's changed is they're very afraid. They're starting to see, you see flights still today. Flights still being canceled. Football games. We saw a bowl game canceled yesterday, just hours before they had to play. And really, it's not COVID, folks. It's not the actual COVID that's canceling these things. It's the policies that they currently have in place. And what Fauci has just admitted, he's just admitted that we can't keep the country running if we keep these crazy policies in place. And as he would say, for, you know, the election hopes of the Dems in 2022, that might be a little <clears throat> problematic. Yeah, you see, uh, I am the science. So, you know, if I change my mind, you know, the science changes. You got, you got to follow the science. All hell, the high priest of health. Dr. Anthony Fauci. 
He's also admitted some interesting things about these numbers. Not just the numbers that, that we talked about here, but hospitalizations. He has said some things in the recent days, along with some of these other issues, that I think are very, very interesting. I got a full list of these. Plus, coming up, we're going to talk to the doctor who's blowing the whistle on what's happening here in Michigan. Uh, it is some really interesting thing. I'm getting people that are reaching out. In fact, I'd love to hear from you. You can text me. Tips, information, 616-201-3353. 616-201-3353. I'd love to hear from you. And, of course, if you're in a hospital, maybe you've got someone you love in a hospital and you want to share what's going on, love to hear from you. We're going to get to the truth when we come back. A doctor blowing the whistle here. The stories you may not hear anywhere else. Barkley and for Beck, we are back after this. The battle for our generation is taking place right now in the minds and the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. Today, millions of kids are having their ideologies shaped by these soulless machines of both Hollywood and our own public schools. From the lessons they're taught to the books they're told to read, our kids are caught in a thick swamp of bad ideas. What do you say? It's time we do something about it. The best way I know how to combat bad ideas is to promote good ones. And you don't get a better example of that for kids than in the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books are an exploration of all things that make us freer, more perfect. They teach an accurate history of the United States, and they explain how things like free markets and limited government work. And they will arm your children and grandchildren with true ideals they'll need to help turn our country back around. So I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off now. They'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back into the Glenbeck program. It is Barclay in for Beck today. Justin Barclay on the Glenbeck program. Uh, yes, I've been running down his list. Is COVID crumbling is the question. There's still lots of questions, in fact, surrounding all of this, but I just, I just laid it out. In the last week alone, here's a few things that have happened. CNN's come out and said cloth masks work or don't work. CDC directors come out and said our PCR tests aren't really that uh, reliable. In fact, at the end of quarantine, you don't have to test again because you could test positive. Lots of people are, in fact. They're still even after 12 weeks, and some even beyond. That's going to be interesting how this um, jab or test thing works out. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to see how that plays out, plus... What about this whistleblower? We have a doctor in Michigan now who is saying, hey, there's some things happening in the hospitals you're going to want to know about. We've got him on the phone line right now. Doctor, good morning. Appreciate you being here with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. Uh, so let me, let me ask you, just to get your credentials, who you are, uh, and people understand you're a... 
neurosurgeon, is that correct? That's correct. Yep. My name is Avery Jackson. I'm a board-certified neurosurgeon. I've been in practice for 20 years. Do brain surgery and spine surgery. I, I uh, went to the University of Chicago, undergrad, Wayne State Medical School, Northwestern, Penn State University for my neurosurgery training and complex spine fellowship at the Medical College of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Done about 10,000 surgeries and treated about 100,000 people. So when people say it's not like it's, you know, brain surgery. It is. <laughs> it is brain <laughs> <Right>. surgery. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and this is what you've been doing and, and doing it very well. So when you, when you speak, we ought to maybe listen to what you have to say. In fact, we've been told to follow the science. We've been told to follow the uh, data. And some of these things, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear this clip or not, but I'm going to play a clip. This is from Dr. Fauci, who just the other day on CNN, in fact, or this was MSNBC, uh, made the case that many have been asking about in hospitals about numbers for a while now. And he admits it. Here's what's happening with kids specifically. Who get hospitalized. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are quote hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. So Fauci himself is saying that the kids, the numbers we're seeing and people, cause just, just the other day we saw the headline, oh, the numbers of kids being hospitalized is just through the roof right now. So what, what he's admitting is that one of the things we've been asking about, these COVID hospitalizations, these numbers throughout the entirety of this thing, people saying, wait a minute, are all these people sick with COVID or are they just testing positive and they're at the hospital for something else? That's one of the things that we're finding out behind the scenes is, is really going on. Has that been your experience or, or what are you seeing there? Yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, we know that the PCR test was never designed to test the masses, and so that's, that's, that means there can be an inherent uh, uh, bias and there can be some, some false results. We also see that, and we've seen this now for the last year and a half, that some people will present with, uh, for instance, car accidents, and they get tested for COVID, they're positive, and then there'll be uh, the diagnosis will be COVID, and especially cause of death will be COVID when in fact the patient was in a car accident and died. Wow. So we're seeing that. We've been hearing that. So I think that's why it's important, just because you know what I've been saying throughout this entirety is that look, we need all of the information. Tell me if it's bad, Doc. Give me the news, but I want it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, because I believe not only can we handle it, but we need it. It's a necessity in order for this thing called freedom to work. In order for people to be able to self-govern, they have to have all that information. They can make the best choices for themselves and their families. We're just not getting it these days, and quite frankly, I think this is one of the problems. That's why I'm glad you're here to answer some of these questions today. Let me give you another message that I got this morning. The hospital surge. This person says... I work in a hospital, and this is actually here in my hometown in Grand Rapids in Michigan. 
I'm sure they would fire me for speaking out publicly. They are releasing information about surging numbers when actually inpatient numbers are slowly declining. They're not lying when they say the hospital is full, but their information is misleading. The emergency room is always busy, and people are being admitted. Non-COVID, more sick than ever before. Why? Doctor's offices, the doctor's offices are refusing to see patients if they are sick. My own daughter was forced to go to the emergency room for a non-emergency for this reason. Patients are then flooding the ERs or waiting to be seen until it's too late. And then the hospital releases how full it is and blames COVID. Doc, is that your experience? What are you saying? That is my experience. We know that for those who actually have COVID, that early aggressive treatment can keep people out of the hospital. And so one of the questions that I have and when I'm talking to administrators and others is why don't we pursue that avenue of thinking if we can do good preventative care, be really aggressive with early treatment, early uh, and then early diagnosis. Um, we've got a whole host of options that have basically been quelled and not talked about, even in the CDC guidelines. When you look at pre-hospital recommendations, it's basically Advil and Motrin, and that's it. And we know that there are many other treatments out there. We know that hmm. there's, you know, you know here, here's the thing. Number one is, is that when we talk about the immune system, it's so important just to take a second and talk about that. It seems like we've largely ignored the immune system proper, and we've talked about everything else around the immune system, right? So hmm. as you said, it's so important to educate why does the immune system work? Why is it important to maintain it? And then what's going on with COVID? What's going on with any virus or bacteria that we encounter, regardless of how virulent it may be? And so these discussions aren't being had. The other piece is we talk about misinformation. You know, that, that quote, misinformation, is something that we've never, ever had in, our, uh, in the medical scientific community ever. Why? Because science yeah. is based on dialogue. It's based on great debate. It's based on, as you said, looking at all the data. And so we're missing a huge part of that. And what I mean by the aggressive care, which I think would definitely decrease the hospital admissions and would solve their problem as well, is analogous to me as a surgeon, as a spine surgeon, for instance. What I don't do is I don't you don't come to me and say, hey, I've got back pain, doc. And my response is I'm just going to go straight to the most aggressive treatment. We're going to do spine surgery with a risk of death. Or, or, or paralysis, okay, with a ton of blood loss, and that's going to be our first-line answer. And besides that, nothing else matters, right? That is ridiculous in the ears of all of my colleagues and including all the people that are listening right now. What do we do instead? We do all the non-operative care, right, which is going to be your physical therapy and pain management because we know that 60-plus percent of people will improve without surgery than those who need surgery because they failed appropriate, aggressive, non-surgical management go on to surgery. Likewise, we're estimating about 85% of people could stay out of hospitals, and that would solve the hospital issue with the beds being full if we focus on this aggressive care, which in a nutshell, it's supporting the immune system. So it's not hokey, because if your immune system doesn't work, guess what? Even the quote-unquote vaccines from the past won't work uh, because it basically just stimulates your immune system to do what it does. And that's going to be, you know, your, your vitamin C, your zinc, your, 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 your D3. Uh, there are a number of other medications, nutraceuticals, that are extremely helpful. Quercetin. And then, yes, the ugly word of ivermectin, 
and hydroxychloroquine. You know, those are really strong uh, zinc ionophores. You know, they have multiple mechanisms at work. And we also know that ivermectin is actually safer than aspirin. Wow. So, you know, I had a conversation in the hospital with, with, uh, with a doc taking care of a patient. And we're talking about their treatment, right? And basically for everybody to hear, there are three issues that you have to address when you have the virus. The first is knock down the virus itself, destroy it any way that you can, number one. Number two, it's the inflammation that, that, that gets going from your body's immune system or cytokine storm in reaction to the virus. You've got to knock down that inflammation so that your lungs aren't so inflamed so you can get the oxygen in. And number three, you want to address the blood clots because with all this going on, and with that S protein and so forth, you're more likely to have blood clots, and that can affect not only your legs, but more importantly, blood clots in the lungs that go in, into the arteries and veins that go into your, your lungs, and that prevents breathing. So it's a three-prong approach always. And so even the CDC guidelines are, are similar. Yeah, sorry, Justin. No, 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 I got, no, this is great information. Dr. Avery Jackson, a neurosurgeon who is blowing the whistle on some of these things that are happening even here in Michigan. Are you treating people with, with uh, ivermectin? So I, I am. I'm treating them and you know what? We're noticing some amazing improvements. We've got, but, but it's, it's multi-drug therapy, so it's not just ivermectin, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be all, we're addressing all three of those issues and I will say just like the, the CDC has guidelines, they're focused on knocking down the virus, knocking down the inflammation, and also dealing with the blood clots. The, the, the difference is, is that if you wait until a person can't breathe and they have been ravaged by the inflammation, ravaged by the virus that's just through the roof, the numbers are through the roof, you're going to have a real problem with outcomes. So now you have to play catch up in the hospital. What we're seeing is, is that the amount of steroid, which helps with the inflammation that's given, the recommendation, it's a low amount of steroid. And we've seen in now five papers from around the world that a higher dose of steroid helps to stop that inflammation and allows those lungs to be able to take in the oxygen. So it's fascinating. And also in the neuro literature, we know that for MS exacerbation, multiple sclerosis and others, people use high dose steroids. And, and some amazing treatment that helps decrease the inflammation, and it, it really works. So something that we need to just focus on is why can't we as physicians look at this problem and say, here's an algorithm, got it, we've got science behind the algorithm, protocol, fine. But if it's not working, as, as thinking yeah. people, we have to adjust what we do with, based on the patients that are in front of us. And so this I've is got, the problem. I, and so, yep. I've got some questions for you, Doc. I, I gotta, I gotta run through some of these because I know people have some of these questions. But first, let me start with this. If you're using this, and I know you've, you've got a credible story about how you had to get this. I don't even know if you can tell it, but how you had to get this to a patient and it actually helped this individual uh, while he was in the hospital. But there is a, there is a question that a lot of people have. What happened to right to try? So the thought is, and you're absolutely right, and with my mom, who, by the way, uh, died in a hospital in Texas, uh, she was diagnosed with COVID, and I believe that, uh, that things could have been done a bit differently. But the right to try was enacted there, and basically with right to try, it's more on drugs that are exper experimental drugs, and, uh, and that can be in enacted. Um, but even beyond that, there is always that right. The patients and families have the right uh, either, uh, you know, to talk with the doc, to get information, and then to say, look, let's try something else. And there should be that dialogue about the something else uh, yeah. when things aren't working.
I've got uh, multiple questions uh, for folks that, you know, maybe if you have COVID right now, maybe somebody's in the hospital or you're going to the hospital, uh, something that you love or care about is. Well, let's talk about that coming up in a second. I ask you a couple of those questions if you hang with us for a little bit. Dr. Avery Jackson is a neurosurgeon here in Michigan. He's blowing the whistle on some of these things that are happening. We'll talk about it next right after this in the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some from themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. I don't want to waste time here because we only have a, just a short amount with uh, Dr. Avery Jackson, neurosurgeon in Michigan, who's treating folks who have patients before they get to the hospital. Doc, first and foremost, quickly, what should I do if I have COVID or someone I love? I just tested positive. Yep. You test positive. You immediately go to AmericanFrontlineDocs.com or, or you go to FLCCC.org, uh, uh, Frontline Critical Care Consortium. Number one. Number two, any docs that are going to be treating you aggressively, you want to talk with them, then that's going to include things like uh, there's a betadine swish and spit and nasal swab that the American uh, Association uh, of Dentists actually have used for years. And so as a result, it kills the virus. That's why there's not been any outbreak in a dental office, major COVID outbreak in the, in mm-hmm. the last two years. You want, you've got, uh, you want your vitamin C, vitamin D, your zinc. You want your... Um, and then you can get into the other treatments like uh, your ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, quercetin, and NAC, for instance. So those are things you want to do right up front. Then you want to, you know, we, we use uh, a nebulizer for those who need it, again, with some help. And, uh, and, and that's where you go. And most people Doc, let me Let me quickly ask you, what if I'm going into the hospital or someone is going, what do I need to ask for and what should I say no to? So what I would say no to, uh, obviously, remdesivir, here's the thing. Even though it may work 50% of the time, there's a a 20% risk of death from it. It it causes kidney failure and causes bleeding problems. Say yes to the monoclonals. They've been very helpful, and we've seen huge improvements in people uh, early on with that. Dr. Avery Jackson, neurosurgeon on the front lines in Michigan, blowing the whistle. You may have saved some lives today, Doc. Thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate it. Where can people find you if... If they want to find you out. Yep, you can uh, call 810-606-7200. You can go to American Frontline Docs and you can find me that way. Uh, And my website is www.michiganneurosurgicalinstitute.com. It's the Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome in to the Glenn Beck program. In for Glenn today, Justin Barkley. And of course, yes, it is another full day, jam-packed with news. Just because some have the day off doesn't mean the news ever stops. And especially these days, we'll continue. I often say it's like drinking from a fire hose. So we'll get to it all. But another thing that seems par for the course and constant through it all, no matter what's happening, is the politics. And aren't you tired of it? Yeah, me too. Well, we'll break down the politics and everything and maybe even have some solutions this hour. Coming up on the Glenn Beck Program, after this. The Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. No matter what the headlines are these days, there's, there's always one common denominator. There's, there's always some sort of politics at play in everything. And even in some of the most tragic disasters, wildfires today in Colorado, tornadoes down in the south a couple of weeks back, it's, it, it really um, unfortunate. But those in power have to rush along with media companies a lot of times and people that just have a maybe a particular ideology or a narrative that they favor to, to run towards making the state. We don't even give people the time to grieve, bury bodies before we had to run out and make our political cases, unfortunately. And someone who's been up close and personal with this and watching it all throughout his career is Charlie LaDuff. He joins me right now. He's an American journalist, a media personality, they say, according to Wikipedia. But I know Charlie's just a good guy from uh, Detroit who really, uh, I, no matter where we are, I can tell you that I uh, may not agree with everything that uh, Charlie says, but that's okay. That would be kind of boring. I just know that he's always going to tell it like it is. Give me his honest opinion, and a lot of times facts. And in uh, Michigan, but throughout the country right now, Charlie, sometimes that's a hard time, to, a hard thing to find finding people you can trust, especially when it comes to reporting the news. Appreciate you being right. here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. That was funny yeah, though. You You're too, like, hey, you sometimes too. he's got facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, quite a bit, quite often. There we see the we see the facts. You know, but you know the thing is. That's one thing, even facts nowadays, that are, that are, 
You know, that's we're constantly hearing. Even Facebook is telling us that their fact checkers are often just opinions. Like they're admitting that now. It's it's kind of strange. Facebook cycle, man. Like you know, we all broadcast our shows also on Facebook, and people just commenting, like agreeing with you, they'll get tossed yeah. off. Just for, it, and it, I, I do pride myself on yeah. sitting here in the middle, trying to live in a society, trying to respect everybody, and you can't even tell the truth. Like, yeah. the vaccines were oversold to us. Huh? Everybody knows mm-hmm. that now, but Facebook doesn't? Yeah. No. I, and a lot of times, people even, I've seen people post things that are right on the CDC's website. <laughs> <laughs> and they post the screenshot of the website, and they're in trouble, and they're getting taken down. And Charlie, that's a that that that's a problem. I know you. Uh, by the way, if folks want to check it, uh, check it out, he's talking about the the show that they put on Facebook. This is the No BS News Hour, NoBSNewsHour dot com. Uh, Charlie writes to or go over to um, YouTube because they kick you off less. You know, you don't get banned as so, much on YouTube. So the thing I, I saw the other day that you wrote for uh, Deadline Detroit was was talking about COVID stats. And it was interesting because last hour we just played the clip that Fauci actually admitted something that people had suspected for a long time. And you would get it would just get criticized if you asked a question. But uh, about these stats, specifically COVID, I'm going to talk like hospitalizations or deaths or any of these numbers, but stats in the hospitals right now they're seeing a huge jump in hospitalizations of kids and fauci on i think it was msnbc or cnn actually admitted not every kid that's in the hospital that's a COVID hospitalization that they're counting is actually sick with COVID. a lot of these kids he says i've just come in and this sounds like common sense and reasonable but you would be a conspiracy theorist if you said this before he's decreed it but the fact is, is that the kids have come in, and every kid or every patient, everybody that comes into the hospital, my wife had a baby in uh, 2020, and when she went in, they tested her. Everybody coming in gets tested, and if you've got it, they want to know, and I think that's, I think that's a good idea, but they're going to count that even if you're not sick. But we can't count get the straight it. talk on these just, numbers. Yeah. Just, just count it then, but count it. See, the, the straight talk, it seems to me, brother, and it's this is just like having a cocktail with my brother over the holidays, right? It's like, um, you're throwing so much stuff at me over the last couple of years. I just, I can't listen to it anymore. We all live the science, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You look at Aaron Rodgers has it. The, the next yeah. week he's, uh, he's got 140 quarterback rating. Uh, <laughs> and everybody in the crowd is breathing on each other. There's a hundred thousand people watching, breathing on each other. I just really don't get the messages. So we yeah. do know this. Hospitalizations from the, 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 the world record spike of last January, now we're in the new world record spike of this January, hospitalizations were half. That's all you got to know. We know kids aren't dying in school. That's all you got to know. Right? That's the way yeah. I'm approaching it now. I, I was a good boy. did everything. Now I got to use my common sense. Oh, she's telling you. That, that's all. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to argue well, about this anymore. And and I think so many people are right in that same boat. But the politics of yeah. all of it had just, I mean, it's just been so much a part of all of this. Um, even even with the, the governor here in Michigan, I know you've been well, looking at these I numbers. Mean, and but, sorry to interrupt, but now we're just talking because we're going crazy. And, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, man. And it's like, this is the most <laughs> schizophrenic state in the union, right? 
I mean, yeah. we were like, suspend the Constitution, lock it all down, mask mandates, right? At least in California, like New York, you know, you got to bring your card around. California, you got to put your mask on. Our governor's AWOL. It's the total opposite now. And what she's selling is we have the tools now to beat it. If you get vac- vaccinated and boosted, we can beat this. Well, you know, not not exactly, I guess, because it's raging here. You know, I mean, the hospitals, she, she put out this statistic for, for your listeners. From January to December, 85% of the people that died were unvaccinated. Okay, you flip that on his head and it's 15 out of 100 were vaccinated. My question as a governor is, why would you have January, February, March, and April when it wasn't mm. universally available to everybody? <laughs> How about we start yeah. when, you know, like we got to 50% and then we can measure it. So I went to her health department and those statistics are like the McRib. They come, they go. You don't know when they're going to be available. <laughs> limited time only. And I say, give me, give me October. Give me November. Give me December. The October, November number says this. 25% of the people who died of COVID were vaccinated. So now that death number is starting to spike. And all of a sudden I can't get December because they're not counting it that way anymore. The minute you ask for the latest data is the minute they're not counting it that way. So I'm not any, a denialist. I know this by, by data. If you got the vax, it looks like you, your data rate of death is less, right? Your, your severity mm-hmm. is less. Okay, I won't argue. I look at the numbers. But why can't mm-hmm. I have the numbers? Because right. of politics? BS, man. Yeah. BS. You know, Charlie, I know from the beginning, um, it, this has been quite a... You've been all through this. I've been kind of forced to deal with it, too. But, you know, even with when this, this, uh, this vaccine has come out... Um, one of the things that they reached out to me and said, hey, will you take uh, this and then uh, we'll pay you to talk about it. The billions of dollars that have been spent on pushing this thing, when I think it's very reasonable just to tell people, lay out the facts to them, as you just did in a very calm and rational way. Hey, look, we got some great data on this. It shows that, uh, you know, here's the truth about it. It shows that, well, and, and, it, and right now we know, look. If you're vaccinated, you can still get it. You can still yep. transmit it. But it, yep. but at the same time, it does seem to look like it's going to improve your chances on hospitalizations and death. So, you know, look, if you're in that certain a category or a doctor says maybe you should take a look at it, take a look at it. But they came to me and said they wanted me to push it like I'm some sort of influence or something. And I said, look, I don't I don't think you're paying attention to what I talk about on this show. I think it's crazy to listen to some sort of talking head for medical advice. Talk to your doctor, a trusted health care provider, the things that I would always say. And, you know, maybe you want to pray about it, too. I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's going to have to make a different mm-hmm. situ- di- different decision. I think that is reasonable and rational. But, you know, people call me anti They call me a COVID denier. You Conspiracy theorist. I, all this stuff does. It's just wild to me. Well, let's just step back because, like, the, the year's ending, right? We're now turning the new year. So we're now going into the year 2021. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going into 2022. It was like the last two years have been one foggy year, right? (laughs) Remember in the beginning, we all paid attention. We all followed the orders. We stayed home. We washed our eggs at the porch and took off our pants and, you know, sat inside (laughs) and collected our government check and had these poor dopes, our essential food deliverers, take care of us like we're a bunch of ninnies. Mm -hmm. And then... 
reality took. We, we, we all live this. We all know what yeah. it's doing when you say that, that group. The people that are dying are still older, over the age of 65, or they have comorbidities or, you know, some lung disease. We still know that. What have we done to protect them? That yeah. we could all, like, if you look at what Biden wants to spend money on. I'd, Mr. Fauci, I'd like a holistic plan, sir, to mm-hmm. fix end-of-care life. You know, where we, we're warehousing older people, senior citizens, and these, these mm-hmm. nursing homes that where infections run wild. There's no talk about fixing what's obviously broken. Or like in Michigan, uh, the health department that can't count a nursing home death or the unemployment uh. office that, that can't hand out appropriate checks. You know, mm. they, uh, obviously they spend, they send as much money to Nigeria as they did to Novi. It's incredible. Yeah, go ahead. So let's round these numbers off for the listeners around the world here. Basically about, I'm just rounding it off for math, everybody. $40 billion was given out by the Michigan Unemployment Office, right? That includes the federal money. About $10 billion of it was fraudulent, mm. 25%. Now, when you read the report and you break down what they're telling you, it's basically this. We got overwhelmed. Our system sucks in Michigan. It's, it's like paleolithic, our computer systems and what we're able to do. So they, they wittingly, knowingly uh, decided to shut off the identification verification system. We just got to get these checks out, man. People live in check. So they just willy-nilly sent out checks. It got so clogged up that legitimate people couldn't get their checks. Kim Kardashian got $7,000, and on it goes. So the governor in politics is trapped because Democrats could do no wrong in 2020. Republicans could do no wrong. Nobody would admit anything. And so now you're stuck with the narrative of we did a really good job and everything's improving day after day. And And the fact is you didn't, and you can't blame the governor for inheriting a bureaucracy that stinks. Hmm. But then ask yourself, bro, and then I'll give you the floor. If you couldn't trace the money to legitimate people, how is it that we now know 25% of it was illegitimate? Mm-hmm. Talk to us. Mm-hmm. But we're children, apparently. Charlie Ledef, uh, take a break. I want to talk solutions. What do you do to, to, to get pa- past all of this? Uh, I mean, because I think most people, they, they, they do. They just want to get past it. We want to move on, and we want to fix some of these problems. So what do we do? Charlie Duff, when we continue from the No BS News Hour, NoBSNews.com. Back after this on the Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, A U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. 
That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. Barkley and for Beck on the Glenn Beck program with Charlie LaDuff, who's uh, with us right now, the No BS News Hour, NoBSNewsHour.com. Charlie, how do we fix this? I, I mean, you know, you're seeing you're seeing all of these issues. You got to have some solutions. Holy smoke! Okay, well, give let, I know, man. If I, you had, if I had the solutions, I'd be the king. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hey, why don't no, you run, okay, Charlie? But, well, it's another thing, man. You know, here's what's funny. <laughs> here's what's funny. Both of these political parties got an opposition research book on me. Yeah. Because it's now lining up, right? In Michigan, you know, it's going to be hotly contested. Whitmer is not popular. Uh, you've got about 12 Lilliputians running for, for the uh, Republican chair. And, you know, it's guys like me and you that stand in the middle and try to, you know, talk sense and dig up facts and make sure that our brothers and sisters out there are aware of the issues and there's a place you can go where you trust it and all of a sudden i get attacked i'm like this is funny so let's let's do inflation it's pretty simple uh i wouldn't i wouldn't kick out another 1.7 trillion in amorphous uh you know i I got property on the lake front i I don't i don't like the lake levels rising but they actually kind of fell look here's the point you printed too much money you just printed too much money. You forgot the fundamentals, and nobody in Washington understands the balanced budget and how monetary mm-hmm. policy works. If we need to infuse money into the economy, why don't we wait? Let's let the excess money and money supply that's been occupying the national economy burn itself out, let people spend it, and see what's happening. If we need another stimulation, then you come around with it. But it's what's the numbers? And nobody's supporting this thing, man. No, nobody's re- no. supporting a return to the welfare state. Just give me stuff with fake money that destroys the money that those of us that were taught well by our mothers to save is no longer worth anything, or it right. loses ten percent of its value just sitting in a bank. No way. Mm-hmm. So how about that? Yeah, how about honesty and accounting. We can't keep printing. No, for sure. honesty and contracting, right? Here's the deal with these political parties, both of them, both of them. You get power, you get the pot of money, your buddy gets the contracts, you get the sweet deal, your niece gets a job, and I yeah. get to pay for it. And I get nothing but crappy roads, crummy water, power that goes out all the time. That's what I get. My schools mm. stink. The hospital mm-hmm. system blows. The nursing homes are a, a cattle pen. I get nothing. All I do is get up and work. Mm. You just make me mad. That's what's going on in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm just pissed. I got incompetence. So I would say, ladies and gentlemen, don't vote for the sexy one. Vote for the boring, competent, <laughs> number cruncher, right, who can actually count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, you know, because I, I'm, what, what I'm hearing you say, 
as I asked you what about solutions, I thought to myself, you know, Charlie, you get elected. Uh, but it's one thing to get elected. It's another thing to actually, you know, to govern. And I yes. think we've got we've got a system where people, I mean, they get elected. It's not a, not a problem. But once they get in there, it's like, do I really care about fixing these problems, or is it more of just about, okay, did I? How do I stay in power, or how do I climb that ladder to uh, you know to keep my uh, political ends in mind? And, th- and th- this is this is the uh, this is the problem that we're all facing in every single situation that we're in. Uh, no matter what, we continue to get there. Yeah. You're beholden to the political parties. That's what happens once you get in there, right? You're Republican, you're Democrat. If you buck them, you don't get a committee assignment. You get you get an office like in a parking garage somewhere in, in Washington. <laughs> and then your own party will line people up to run against you in the primary. Charlie, right? one last question, and we got to let yeah. you go. But are people waking up, people you talk to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's just a big stew of... Like warm dog food, it's starting. It's it's starting to boil, and I don't mean boil over like we're gonna riot. It's just we're done with it. I, no, just, neither party no. in this state can count on it. No bsnewshour.com. Charlie Leduff, thanks for being here with us today on the Glenn Beck Program. Back after this. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about my pillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, fitted me personally for my own my pillow because I told him I said I don't think I really like him, and he said, "Wait, I think you have the wrong one." Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly, and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep, and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here, so you don't have to worry about are yeah, they going to be my pillows on the. Uh, shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Uh, lots, lots of people are asking for uh, the information that the doctor gave out in uh, hour one near the end of the, the uh, first hour today about what do you do if you've got test positive with COVID. Well, what about if you have to go to the hospital? What should you ask for? What should you tell? say no to? Lots of good answers, and his entire interview will be posted a little later on today in the podcast section. Just go to glenbeck.com or anywhere you download those podcasts, you can search for the program and get it. But I've, I've, I'm hearing from a lot of folks who wanted to to hear hear that again and some of the information went so quickly that they that they wanted to get a chance to hear it and maybe see it again so we'll make sure you get that and uh and have that information you know i really interesting to hear what he had to say and the politics of it all as we continue to see what's happening in hospitals and all of this covid and there's not a single subject now that the politics doesn't absolutely 
uh, permeate. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to watch it. Than everything. And unfortunately, when it comes to health specifically, people are dying. And I believe needlessly because of the politics at play. I just saw this, uh, this story uh, Glenn Greenwald posted up on uh, Twitter. New York is using race to determine access to a limited supply of life-saving COVID treatments. Well, we've heard about this in, in Florida where the Surgeon General there sent a letter to uh, folks in Washington, the Biden administration, saying, we need these treatments. Please quit playing politics and quit playing games with people's lives. And now we're seeing it's happening in New York, too. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald says the rationale for prioritizing some races over others for access to COVID medications crumbles upon close examination. Well, what this is called is equity. When you hear them talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, those types of things, and, and how they might make their decisions... Now they're literally deciding who lives or dies based on race. Gosh, I don't, I just don't understand how people on the surface can't hear that and say, folks, we have gotten way off course. We have found ourselves in a place that's almost unrecognizable. It really is incredible. Monoclonal antibody system treatments save lives, announced the New York City Health Department in an October 26 public notice, according to Glenn's piece here. These treatments are available and life-saving, the agency said. Noting that they have averted at least 1,100 hospitalizations and at least 500 deaths, they say, among people treated in New York City alone. The agency urged the public to seek out these monoclonal antibody treatments as soon as possible. When given early after symptom onset, monoclonal antibody treatments can decrease the risk of hospitalization and death from COVID. Which is why it's crucial to get tested, they say, as soon as symptoms begin. The sooner someone is tested, the sooner treatment can begin. And now they say the city's health agency quoted its own health commissioner, Dr. Dave Chotsky. The science shows that monoclonal antibody treatments work and make all the difference when it comes to the severity of the illness. It thus urged that the treatment should be given as soon as possible after someone tests positive. And you should be able to get, I would think, everybody without a indication of what particular race or category they fall into. This whole idea of... Perverting medicine and health with politics and really racist ideology now. 
inevitably has and will kill even more. People will die. Not only are they looking at some other criteria of how old the people are, what do they weigh, what are their health, the, all these the symptoms and, and the severity when they look at who should get the monoclonal antibodies in, in New York, but according to Glenn Greenwald's piece on his substack here, um, there are other factors, and they claim there are other factors that may increase the severity of their illness. Are they non-white, Hispanic, or Latino? That I'm surprised they didn't use the new and improved Latinx. Those ethnicity questions should be considered a risk factor, they say, as long-standing systemic health and social inequalities have contributed to an increased risk of severe illness and death from COVID. Folks, the politics of all of this, I mean, it's just disgusting. The politics that we see play out now also, I think, when you go to a hospital, the question of whether or not you're jabbed or not. I'm getting some really just incredible stories. People are texting me uh, at 616-201-3353 some horror stories of some of the politics that they have seen. They can email me, justin at justinbarclay.com. But I've heard stories come out of people, and they go to a hospital for treatment, or they go to try and get better, that when a doctor finds out, or when a certain individual at the hospital finds out that they are not jabbed, their status, so to speak, then they have a completely different idea about how to treat this person, or not just medically, but how to treat them when they talk to them, the bedside manner, etc. And folks, it's just disgusting. First, do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath. It's taken by all these individuals. But apparently these days, uh, that, <clears throat> that flies out the window when it comes to the politics Reverting everything. The CDC now says that you shouldn't go on a cruise ship, no matter your status. See, this is all part of the, you know, part of the problem. <laughs> is who do you believe and what do you believe when you hear it these days? I mean, Fauci flip-flops, the CDC flip We had this list for you earlier. <clears throat> but in the last week alone, cloth masks don't work, according to CNN. CDC says PCR tests are unreliable. Fauci 10-day quarantines can be cut down to five now. And Biden, there is no federal solution to beat COVID. In all of those statements, I think it's important to you know celebrate that COVID is possibly crumbling. At least the, the facade of it all. Possibly crumbling. And I think that's good news. But at the same time that this is happening, we know that it's only happening for political reasons. Midterms are on the way, 22. You know, you'd really like to be able to, to kind of declare victory and move, move on. 
at least I think that's what they'd like to say. Now, will they? The CDC now saying if you are jabbed, you probably shouldn't go on a cruise ship. You know, I was never a fan before <laughs> before COVID. I think I, I think I've been on one. I think it was only one that we took one cruise. And I just, the idea of being stuck out in the ocean, I don't know. Maybe that many people to get, I don't know. Watching the movie Titanic, I don't know what it was. There was something that just kind of threw me off. And these things are kind of petri dishes because you have a lot of people come together and they tend to be that. So, but now you got COVID involved. We were told you should be able to do anything. You get jabbed. Matter of fact, that's why they moved the needles, so to speak, for so many people. People are told, you get jabbed, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. You get jabbed, you can go back to your normal life. Apparently, uh, not not so much. CDC says now Thursday that people should avoid cruises and uh, cruise travel regardless of their status after an increase of cases on cruise lines in recent days. <laughs> well, does it, I mean, does it work? And if it does, how well? Maybe just give me the facts. Stop playing games with all this. CDC now saying that even though you are low risk you know, when you get to jab, you can still apparently. And now that's another thing. Admitting that, you know, you can still actually get it. That's a CDC. You can still actually get it if you get the jab. There's a full list of these, by the way. Um, <clears throat> and a story, again, the politics of it all, that I find just, just absolutely fascinating, but also disgusting at the same time. Now the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice, you wonder, where are the doctors? Why don't they speak out? Why do they go along if they see these things that are wrong? The doctor we talked to earlier today, the neurosurgeon from Michigan, Dr. Avery Jackson, you know, I talked to him uh, yesterday just briefly before he came on the show with us to hear the story. And he shared why. It ties in why he's willing to speak out. Ties into this story right here. We'll get to it next. Why aren't we hearing more doctors speaking out after this? The Glenn Beck Program. Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference 
Happy New Year. It's Barkley back in for Breck, Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. And I got to tell you, um, I, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the New Year yet. I don't know why. It doesn't feel, I don't feel that same sense. It's just weird. I don't feel that same sense of like, oh, a new year, a fresh start. I feel trapped in the treadmill. <laughs> I feel trapped like a like a hamster on the wheel. I don't know about you. I normally I get that, and I'll now I will admit. Uh, a lot of times it is sort of a false sense of new year, new you. No, <laughs> no, not unless you make some real specific changes. Uh, and I've done that before. I actually have done that. I, I have dropped, you know, hundreds of pounds. Found them a few times. Uh, but I know I've made major changes in, in my life through the years. And I've seen uh, I've seen some amazing things happen, so I know that it, it can happen. But the, the whole thing of, like, setting resolutions and, and I know it's, it's much bigger than that. But I just don't feel that. I don't normally feel like an optimism. I guess that's it. And I, I guess I am a little more of an optimistic kind of guy. But I don't sort of feel that. And I maybe it's a cautious. Maybe that's how I should look at this. A cautious optimism at what's to come. Because I know the stakes are high. And I understand what we're facing. But I also understand the truth. So maybe that's it. Well, there are good people out there that are doing great work. In fact, that doctor we talked to in the first hour, willing to speak up and then also willing to treat people. Why aren't more doctors doing more? That's a question that many have asked, and I think it's a fair question. Well, here's why. We've heard they've been threatened, many of them working for hospitals. The doctor we talked to doesn't work for a hospital. He's a neurosurgeon who, I guess, works for himself. Now, they are being threatened that they may lose their licenses. In some case. And if you take it a profession like that, where they have worked their, you know, what's off for years and racked up thousands, hundreds of thousands, a lot of cases of student debt in order to get to where they are. They just work too hard. It's really a golden cage they've got them locked into. It's sort of a trap, isn't it? And now we're learning the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice is requesting files of patients prescribed ivermectin, according to one doctor specifically, for doctors who did this and have done this and still constantly do, I guess. A Minnesota family physician, according to the Epic Times here, is being investigated for the fifth time in the past 17 months by the state medical board for statements related to COVID says the board is now requesting to see medical records of his patients who were prescribed ivermectin. Dr. Scott Jensen received a notification from the Minnesota's Board of Medical Practice two days before Christmas, informing him of their request for the records. And last night, when he got home after shopping with the kids, the grandkids apparently, there it was. So maybe that's why more folks aren't speaking up and standing up i will say to those that are and doing the right thing continue to fight for us we need you you can continue to fight too i got more good news in my good newsletter go to justinbarkley.com slash good news back with more back next
lots happening in the news the sky is falling as always it sort of feels that way aoc though has found some time to spend a sunny holiday in the free state of florida she's left the mandatory jabs and the kids that are in masks forced to eat outside in a cold new york city schoolyard uh <laughs> she just lounge around and hang out in sunny uh, Florida. But forget about all that, folks. Let's talk solutions. When we come back, I want to hear from you. 888-727-BECK. Back after this on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the GenuCell Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BECK35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is BECK35. All right, so Happy New Year to you, Justin Barkley. Ian for Beck today in the Glenbeck program. And... Um, you could follow me all over social media if you'd like. Come hang out with me, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places. And Rumble, too, where I post videos of what we're doing on the live streams with shows and things like that. At Mr. Justin Barkley and JustinBarkley.com. You know, I, I was saying earlier, I felt kind of like I don't necessarily feel the optimistic sort of brand new, fresh start new year that I normally do. But 22 is going to be a really big year in a lot of ways. And so because of that, I, I want to hear from folks like you because I want to know what you're doing to make a difference. That's what I think we're going to talk about this. I'm going to invite you to call in. It could be anything. I don't care how small or minute it is. Seemingly insignificant, maybe. But I believe these little things add up. I really do. I believe they can make a dramatic impact. Many hands may like work, might make uh, light work, they say, right? But I, I think it's the same when it comes to what we're all doing together. <laughs> One of the lies that we're constantly facing and confronted with is, you know, it's not going to matter. You can't make a difference anyway, so you should feel helpless. You should feel hopeless. It won't matter at the end of the day what you do. What you say, 
and whether or not you take a stand here or there. But again, that's just a lie. The truth is it does matter what you and I are doing on a daily basis. I would be doing something uh, much different today if it didn't. Probably spending a little time with my little girl. Just celebrated her first birthday. Maybe I'd be in sunny Miami, Florida, with in the free state of Florida with AOC, having some, some uh, mimosas at brunch. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm here because I believe what we do today matters. Otherwise, there'd be no point to any of this. So I want to hear from you. 888-727-BECK. That's 888-727-BECK. Let me know what you're up to. What are you doing? Uh, no matter what it is. Did you just start uh, some some sort of uh, group where you've gotten together to talk about things or go out and volunteer or do something? A small group at your church. I don't know. It could be anything. Are you volunteering at a uh, soup kitchen? Are you doing so? It could be anything. Maybe you decided to uh, to get involved with some big organization or, or go knock on doors and talk to people or, I don't know, take meals to uh, the seasoned citizens of us. I'm not sure what you're doing, but I'd love to hear from you because I think not only are you going to maybe provide a little hope, a little optimism to folks like me who could use maybe a little bit more this year. But I also think you're going to maybe give some folks some ideas about things that they can do to make a difference. One of those folks that's making a difference right now is Ron Armstrong. He's with Stand Up Michigan. The folks in uh, Michigan have been fighting the good fight throughout the uh, craziness of this whole ordeal back into 2020. The beginning of Ron's uh, group started with a Facebook group. That was called Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantines. Now, we talked about the governor yesterday and how po unpopular she was. In fact, um, she was so unpopular that people were organizing in big ways. I remember, I think it was April 20th was the uh, date of the, uh, or the 15th maybe, the date of the uh, the big car rally. This was a uh, this was a big event. I've never seen anything like it before, and I'm told by veteran news uh, folks they've never seen anything like it before. It was a rally slash oh I, I don't know demonstration protest in a lot of ways. People drove from all over the state to the capital, Lansing, in their cars. Uh, to protest, and they drove around the cap, creating gridlock in a lot of ways. Um, but people organized, standing up and doing something to fight back and make their voices heard, I think, in a lot of ways, and people felt like they weren't. At that time, the governor had things shut down. There's a lot of people that felt hopeless. Ron, we appreciate you being here with us today. I know those, those were like the beginnings of this group, but Stand Up Michigan has uh, sort of uh, morphed into, and in fact, this group is now having impact all over the country with the big swing with what happened in Virginia. There's even a, a tie to that as well. We'll talk about that coming up, but welcome in, Ron. I appreciate you being here with us today. Great to be with you, Justin, as always, and I think a lot of what you were just saying, everybody kind of 
feels, you know, the, the 15 days to bend the curve. And that was called Operation Gridlock. So we did exactly what yeah. we intended to do in Lansing that particular time. But over the course of the last year and a half, we've gone from protesting uh, at the Capitol and protesting for our freedom and against mandates and against uh, medical freedom and all of these things. But, you know, protests and rallies uh, do get a tiresome after a while. People are like, I just keep doing it and they don't see change yeah. coming because we want to yeah. change things at a state level. We want to change what's happening at a national level. And we know the majority of the people listening know that individually they don't feel they can change any of that. So it, it makes them tired. It makes them look forward to after 20 and then 21, uh, like a groundhog day. It's just another day of the same news, the same lies, mm. the same suppression of our voice and whatever. But the great news is, and this is why I think it's a symbolic thing looking forward to a new year. Uh, it doesn't change anything tomorrow unless it changes you. And I say it needs to change and start out with changing your mind. We have to change our attitude a little bit, meaning we've been so angry because we know what the truth is. But change isn't going to come just through anger and just through protesting. It's going to come by you realizing, again, how can I actually make a difference and where it always starts. And I know I've heard Glenn say this as well. I've heard you say it on your other, your other programs and would is it starts again in your own communities. Uh, when you talked about soup kitchen, volunteering, whatever, uh, what those things do is it makes you feel better. Because honestly, if we affect the change that we want to see in our own communities, and it starts with your neighbor and your neighborhood and your town or your community, your county. And then if everyone focuses on that, we change our country, our state, and literally we change America, or we should say we restore America to what it was, taking care of each other. The federal government isn't doing anything to take care of us. We need to honestly try and put that aside a bit. Uh, it's actually just a, you know, it's a crap show at best when you talk about AOC in Florida. And, and we recognize this. So we need to turn, first of all, the fear that we have and the fear that your neighbors have into faith. I believe a lot of the people who listen to Glenn program, and I know certainly follow you and your books, and, and uh, by the way, if they haven't read your book, they should. Um, it, it, it talks about the importance of your personal relationship with God and your personal relationship with, uh, you know, uh, because that, that's where it starts. I believe that that's the difference with America. It's a difference with Americans. And, and I believe that we have to start looking at how we can potentially reduce the fear of those around us. Your own family members are in fear. Your neighbors are in fear because they mm -hmm. have listened to what's been going on. And so I believe it starts there. And that's what we're going to do is we need you in 2022 and we need all of you. And we're going to help uh, focus on, on what it is you could do. So you, you mentioned that uh, at, at the beginning here, uh, Ron, that uh, 15 days to slow the spread today, the uh, the uh, New Year's Eve is uh, is the s day six fifty five, fifteen days to slow the spread, and by a boy when you find ourselves kind of where we are, I think folks it's easy it's easy to get caught up in that. <clears throat> you mentioned my book that's why I wrote the book Good News, Hope and Encouragement for Trying Times is to to let people know that there are good things happening all around and actually give give you some real life sort of ideas. And some real life applicable things that you can do to to 
to make that shift in your life. And um, I love to hear from people like you who've decided, okay, we're going to do some things. We're going to stand up. We're going to make a difference. This this organization is Stand Up Michigan is just a ragtag organization of just a, just the individuals who've decided enough is enough. And it started in Michigan with Governor Whitmer and her. A tyrannical, crazy lockdowns. Uh, it, it, these, these, these uh, things that she wants us all to forget about this year. But it's really caught fire in, in uh, it's spread all across the country. In fact, what happened in Virginia and the election of Glenn Youngkin and, and really the way the tables were turned there had a lot to do with just average, everyday people. Not necessarily even parties or anything like that, just everyday people like you and me who were watching what was happening play out in the headlines. They were watching uh, a candidate for governor come out and say, I don't think you have a right to be involved in your child's education. And those parents were saying, wait a minute, what? And they decided to stand up and start going to school board meetings and speaking out. And so much so that uh, they became overwhelmed in Virginia with all of these parents who were coming to speak out. And some of the stories, uh, people just, just, I think... I just had enough of this. We've gone too far off the path of this. This just common sense. We have uh, a, a, a biological male going into a, a a girl's bathroom and sexually assaulting uh, the daughter of one of these men who decided to speak out, and they said that he was wrong and racist for speaking out. And I think parents looked at that and said, "You know, we've just lost our way." I think the good news in Virginia and then the good news with this organization and I think many others across the country is that people, the individuals, there's still many of us out there, many more than they want you to know about. But the good news is you're not alone. You watch the nightly news. You watch the networks and maybe the programs, the things they have free on Netflix and things like that that are made for the people on the coast where things have just gone completely off the rails. And you think, gosh, are we, is, it, are, is this really where we are? But I think the uh, the idea that you get to hear from other people, see from other people, and understand you're not alone, gosh, that is so valuable. And so that's why I'm so excited to hear about some of those things. So tell, can you take us behind the scenes and tell us a little bit about what happened in Virginia and maybe how that might sort of catch fire into other places throughout the country this year? Yes, and, and it is happening throughout the country. Uh, Stand of Virginia was formed um, mainly, again, to go against certain uh, district attorneys and laws that, that they seemed uh, that, that they weren't following in Virginia. They were obviously involved and started to be involved at the parent level. They were backing the blue. They had, uh, they, they had their own three mission statements. And uh, it was just a, a perfect fit for an extension of what we were doing in Michigan and how we were organizing. And it's about the brand, people being able to coalesce around something that isn't involving a political party, but, a, but, but basically involving our patriotism, uh, our, our feeling of all just being Americans. Um, it's kind of the Paul Revere on a horse, and that is the idea. We're carrying the lantern into the darkness, and that's that's kind of where we've been. And what happened in Virginia was exactly what you said. Uh, some parents began standing up, and the more that the other side talked, the more that they saw what was being taught in the schools, the more that they saw where the school boards were standing, the more people came out of the woodwork and said, enough, you're now affecting our children in a way that we're simply, we've had enough. And that is where it always is. The people are the solution. It'll never come from government. But when we have had enough, when enough people say it's enough, things will change. It's, 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 you're seeing it happen 
slowly you're seeing more and more people that are speaking up and standing up. And so that's what happened in Virginia. Now, it wasn't pollable. They, they, they didn't know who these people were. Would they vote? How would they vote? These people didn't identify under a party. They identified as just plain parents and Americans. And they came out in numbers to where they had over one million additional voters than a typical off-year election. And they didn't have time to wait for the so-called forensic audits and other things that other states are saying we have to have. And I understand all of that. They had an election coming, and they they not only won from a 10-point deficit and won by by two and a half or three, but they also took over their state house, something that was considered uh, you know unthinkable. This is where the hope comes for us in 2022. It is looking at whatever your community is. I don't care if you're a red or a blue county or red or blue state. You can instill change. And there we are drawing out people and they're looking for a home. They're looking for people who will stand with them and will stand up for them, will speak along and stand alongside them. And if indeed we provide that in an organized way, we will instill the change that we wish to see. And it won't be about a Republican or a Democrat, but you've got to look ideologically at the individual running. You have to choose them. You have to encourage them to run. We have to get behind them, and then we need to hold them accountable. And if we do that, we are going to change our state, and uh, and we're going to change this so-called desire for the Great Reset, and we're going to restore the faith and the greatness of America. Run on strong, stand up, Michigan. Where can folks find you, reach out, and maybe get involved in what you're doing here in Michigan, and maybe catch fire other places uh well there's two things if you want to sign up and get on our email list uh you can go to standupmichigan.com and hit sign up you can go to we need you in 22.com we need you in 22.com you can sign up right there uh, you can also email me at ron a at standupmichigan.com if you're interested in starting a chapter or learning more about what it is we're doing here in michigan Thank you, brother. Much appreciate it. Ron Armstrong, Stand Up Michigan. More from you. We're talking solutions when we come back after this. The woke mob rears its ugly head in this country every single day. You know it. I know it. And increasingly, our kids know it, too. They see it when they watch something on television or YouTube. They absorb it in conversations that take place all around them. And maybe worst of all, they're increasingly being fed heaping helpings of it in our school. So what are we doing to fight back? It's important that you are talking to your kids about what makes this nation great. What can you use to help instill those values in kids? Well, a good book. That's why I love the Tuttle Twins books so much. They offer your kids an entertaining and educational look at American values and American history. They tell great stories, teach your kids about the value of limited government, free markets, how they work, and how they work to change the world for the better, and so much more. Get these books for your kids today. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off, and they'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get 35% off today. How much time do we have? I believe you and I um, are a part of the solution. I believe we ought to look at what we can do, and I, I think that it uh, there is much more we can actually get done. Even seemingly insignificant to make a larger impact. 
Uh, so I'm going to go to the phones. I got a couple of folks lined up, and if you want to talk today, triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Barkley and for Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. Paul in Pennsylvania. Hello. Yes, I was going to share here. Uh, I went through a horrific experience through the disability process here in my state, and uh, it led to the the denial led to a second suicide attempt. Uh, Mm. And uh, so my whole purpose in life now, I, I kind of see the whole the whole thing as a gift now, because now I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I want to um, looking to take the business studies to start my own nonprofit to help veterans as myself go through this without having to deal with I did that, had, you know, that have uh, uh, mental disabilities. That is that is fantastic. What made the switch from you, uh, Paul, from you know, from looking at at what you were dealing with personally yourself, then to maybe to looking at how you could help other people use that 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 pain to find the purpose. Well, being a veteran, I, it just kind of came naturally. I was like, uh, uh, you know, I took an oath to, to protect this country against all enemies, mm. foreign and domestic. And I see a domestic uh, uh, problem here, and I, I see it as my duty to. Make sure no one else has to go through that. I love that, Paul. If we can help in any, any way whatsoever, please reach out and let us know. Paul in Pennsylvania, you are the answer. The solutions are right here amongst us. And, of course, I'd love to talk to you. Coming up, 888-727-BECK. It's Barkley and for Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. More right after this. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about my pillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, fitted me personally for my own my pillow because I told him I said I don't think I really like him, and he said, "Wait, I think you have the wrong one." Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly, and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep, and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here, so you don't have to worry about are they going to be my pillows on. The the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back Making socialists question their life choices. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stick around. More after the break. Uh, you know, resolutions are very popular this time of year, and they usually get broken, what, the first week or so and in the new year. And I, I don't necessarily have that crazy optimism that I normally do. Uh, but I, I will tell you, I guess I'm cautiously optimistic. I know because I've seen it in my own life, but I've seen it in countless, countless others as well. I know that change is possible, and I know that we, you, can make a difference. So instead of talking resolutions, I want to talk solutions. In fact, what are you doing? What will you do? To make a difference in 22. That's how we solve the problems that we face together as a nation. Our founding fathers 
they did the very same. Their problems, gosh, I guess they were just like ours in a lot of ways. Some might think even bigger, but I think we, we face some pretty big ones today, too. But none of it happens, none of this that we see and we experience today, this great nation, happens without them taking that first step, doing something, that leap of faith. They trusted God, and then they moved forward. You know, God puts all the gifts, all the talents, all the abilities, all of them inside of us, and it's our job to unlock them. It's our job to give them away. It's our job to use them to serve. If we're not using our gifts and our abilities, then they're, they're being wasted. Let's not do that. So lots of folks lining up to talk today, and I'd love to hear from you at 888-727-BECK. That's 888-727-BECK. And I want to go to Lori up first in Ohio on the Glenn Beck program. Lori, what are you doing this year to make a difference? Hi. Um, yeah, we're going to start helping um, marriages and through our church to get um People either with a troubled marriage, try to help them work it through, or premarital guidance to help get couples to know what they're facing when they get married so that they can start their families out great. I love that. You know, it's so important. Our church family has become so important to us. And especially, you think about the uh, the last year or two, what we've all been through, uh, it's easy for us to feel isolated. In fact, I think that's one of the things they want us to do is feel isolated, like you're alone, right? But um, but you're not, and especially if you have support like a church family or or whatnot to cut to to fall back on and um, to lean into. You know, fam- the family itself is is so important to this. I don't think I when I was younger until I got married, and then eventually, really in this last year, until I had my my little girl. I guess I understood like maybe on the surface what it meant. But the uh, the full, the bigger picture, I don't think I ever really completely got it until uh, my little girl was born. And, uh, Lori, it's just such an important thing. And I my hat's off to you because I, I think that's, well, you know, that may be your calling there. Yeah, it is. We really feel like it is. We've been married for 28 years, and we mm. feel like God has given us a gift, and it's our responsibility to share it. Wow. Like, congratulations on the 28 years. I love that. What's your secret, if you want to share a little bit of, of with uh, with us? Be best friends, go on dates, and just uh, have fun. I love that. Have fun. Lori, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Talking solutions today. You know, resolutions are popular, but they often fail. So let's talk solutions. What are you doing? What are you willing to do to make a difference? It doesn't have to be something huge. It could be something that seems insignificant. But I can tell you, you know, in the scheme of things, what Lori's planning on doing for those families at her church or wherever she is, can you imagine? You know, on the surface, it sounds like maybe this national Glenn Beck program. You're thinking, about, hey, what are you going to do to move the needle, Lori? That's that's nothing. Well, that's not true. Can you imagine? I mean, it 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 may seem insignificant to the world, but to the people whose lives that she will impact, it will mean the world to them. 
Ben in Michigan is up next. We'll talk to you on the Glenn Beck program at 888-727-BECK. That's 888-727-BECK. Ben, what are you doing to uh, make a difference in the world in 22? Hey, Justin. I, I love Glenn's show, and I love it when you uh, get a chance to guest host. So you're doing a great oh, job, thank man. You. <laughs> yeah, thank you, I, I, I've got a project that I've, I'd like to share with your audience. I, I've been really concerned. I'm a father of some kids ages 8 to 14, and I've been really concerned about the world that they're going to grow up and live in. And, and I feel like the only path to prosperity is conservative principles and the principles that our founding fathers set forth in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So I wrote a book that helps kids understand politics and elections from a conservative perspective. It's been called The Birds and the Bees of American Politics Today, and I'm just really proud of it. It's called Tucker for President, and it's a fun read for kids. Sid, not Tucker Carlson, right? <laughs> no, no, not Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker is just a... He's a sixth grade kid who decides to run for class president. And along the way, he learns, you know, what it means to be a leader, the principles that our founding fathers created our country under and, and how he could be part of the solution going forward. He learns what taxation means, the difference between democracy and socialism and just really important lessons that I feel like kids need to learn these days. I, I love that, Ben. Thank you, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for doing that. That's a, you know, uh, that might be a little more ambitious than what most would do, but man, I can imagine you're making a difference. Where can people find your book? Hey, they can go to my website. It's Ben Lacrosse Books, or you can Google Ben Lacrosse Books. It's on Amazon, and I've got another book coming out later on this summer. Uh, where Tucker learns some of the principles of the freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and the importance of our Bill of Rights. And there's some great books out there um, that, that do these things, but, but uh, this kind of entertainment needs to be relatable for kids, and that's what I'm trying to do, man. Awesome. Good for you, man. Good for you. Thank you, Ben. God bless and happy new year to you. You know, uh, as like I said, becoming a father, it really it, it is important. I look at what their kids are being taught in school. And um, my wife uh, and I and my dad taught public school for 40 years. And, and my, uh, my wife's grandmother was one of the, I think, maybe the first female superintendent here in Michigan. And uh, I look at the public schools these days and some of the really, you just the stories coming out. I just can't imagine uh, sending our little girl to public school. And so I've become so sort of... You know, uh, focused on what am I? How do I make sure that she's getting, you know, getting that 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 upbringing and the background that that means so much, and those things are so important. Uh, Mike in New York, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Mike, appreciate you being here with us. What are you doing to make a difference this year? I'm uh, just spreading the word, the good, trusting God, resting in the ninety first Psalm. And uh, don't test the Lord. You don't get vaccinated. But uh, Mike, you're kind of breaking up a little bit there. Um, can you hear me? Uh, un- unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, we just had to let Mike. Go. Sorry about that, Mike. Uh, sound like in our cell phone. But a, a good message from what I heard him say. Um, you know. So much of what we have gone through, not in this just this uh, this last 
few years, but like so much of it that what we have gone through, I do believe has a lot to do with our faith. What we put it in, where we put it. Do you trust God or do you trust the government? Do you trust the Lord or do you trust Fauci? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't listen to certain sources. I'm not saying that we should completely throw out everything that folks in white lab coats have to say. I, I believe they have an important place. But I also know that, as he mentioned, one of the things, and I just barely caught him saying it, but one of the things that has brought me great, just tremendous peace throughout some of the most trying times, especially in the last year or two, is that is that 91st Psalm. And if, uh, if it's been a while or if you've never read it, just Google it. Just look it up. Psalm 91. Read that thing through. It is important. It is powerful. Just like the rest of our faith, what do we put it in? And where is it? I think those things continue to make a difference into 22 and beyond. Uh, take another couple of quick calls here when we come back. i got to take a quick break, but 888-727-BECK will wrap things up here. Looking at the uh, the new year, i got to tell you, I'm feeling a little more optimistic. Cautiously optimistic, but I'm feeling a little more optimistic this year, and I appreciate your phone calls. Back with you after this. It's Barkley in for Beck today on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com talking solutions not just resolutions for 22 and i want to hear from you and and, and before we go we'll get a couple of more here if we can but i'll give you some predictions because i got a couple of stories here that i thought just made sense it's not going away nascar driver brandon brown announces a sponsorship deal with lgb coin well who's brandon brown he's the brandon Behind the let's go Brandon phrase, that phrase that became popular when he was being interviewed by the NBC reporter. He just won a race and the crowd was chanting expletive Joe Biden. She thought 
she said, with the headphones on. I can understand how this sounded. She thought that they were saying, let's go, Brandon. She said that to him. He looked over at her with the funniest face. He will now be driving the let's go, Brandon coin, which is a cryptocurrency, apparently. This is sponsoring this this car. That uh, That's not going anywhere. Let's go, Brandon is sticking around that sentiment into 22 and We'll see how it plays out for those folks in the uh, in the midterms. Gas prices going up. One analyst predicting over uh, four bucks a gallon for the nationwide average. Probably count on those things, and I think the other thing you count on is more of the same we've seen over the last uh, year or so: the insanity, the, the the politics in everything. But also, I think folks slowly but surely waking up and we've got to be able to give those folks the opportunity to do that and welcome them slowly but surely waking up uh wendell in virginia just about 30 seconds i wanted to give you a chance to uh, tell us what you're doing what are you doing in the new year for 22 welcome to glenn beck program thank you sir uh, i'm helping a missionary in kenya write her life story she was infected with HIV 30 years ago, given six months to live with an AIDS diagnosis, gave wow. her life to God, and now she's still serving 30 years later. Wow. Praise God. That's a, that's amazing. What a great story. Um, well, she's a wonderful just, person. And I'm, go ahead. Will this be a book when you're done with it? We're hoping so. We're in the submissions process now, and the title is Love Kenya. Well, keep us posted, Wendell. Happy New Year, and God bless, yes, my sir. friend. God bless you. Thank you. There is so much to be excited for, yes. Uh, an optim- I think cautiously optimistic about in the coming year. Man, I, uh, I will remain so. And just remember, no matter how bad the news seems or the headlines sound, there are always good things happening all around us. We've got to make sure we make time to plug into those things. Stay close to the fire in a lot of ways. Make sure that we're paying attention. I got a great uh, newsletter, by the way, justinbarclay.com slash good news to stay up to date with all those good things that are happening. I believe you need to know about them. Of course, now more than ever. So you know you're not alone. You can hear and see what's actually happening in the real world. And then I think like some of these folks who I've heard this morning, I mean, and today, I, I'm very inspired by what they've said Real, average, everyday folk like me and you, just making a difference, whatever it looks like. You may think, oh, I can't write a book or help somebody write a book. But what about the woman who said she was going to help some folks at a church stay married a little bit longer? Maybe improve their relationships and help their families. I mean, that's incredible. What can you do with where you are now and what you currently have. That's the question. Because the truth is, each one of us has some sort of gift. We have some sort of talent. And I believe it's not just our opportunity, but it's our duty to share that gift with the world. That's how we make change. That's how we make a real difference. And this year, instead of when the ball drops... Making resolutions like I'm going to lose 20 pounds or whatever it might be that you just don't stick to. In fact, let's make solutions that each one of us can make the world a better place in some way. 
Oh, that's it for me. Barkley in for Beck. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Justin Barkley. God bless, this folks. This is the Glenn Beck Program.